there were a ton of high-profile recruits on campus for the Louisville football program over the past couple days, and we're going to break down this recruiting weekend on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Woof, it was a big recruiting weekend for the Louisville football program. A ton of high-profile 2024 and 2025 recruits on campus this weekend um, to kick off spring ball. Um, there were a ton of um, prospects from South Florida, from Michigan, and from all over the eastern part of the United States. So we're going to break it down into three segments. We'll talk about uh, TJ Capers and Isaac Brown bringing some of their teammates and friends onto campus. We'll then talk about a couple of four stars that uh, made their way to the Derby City, Cameron Beavers, uh, D'Angelo Barber, Jaden Ball, and Noah Carter. And then we'll talk about Jeff Brom bringing a ton of players from the state of Michigan onto campus this past weekend. So we'll begin with uh, the South Florida side of things. Um, some of the more notable news is five-star edge rusher TJ Capers and four-star running back commit um, Isaac Brown. We're back on campus this weekend, and that is something that is beneficial no matter how uh, you know, you look at it and things of that nature. TJ Capers has been uh, very unapologetically supportive of the University of Louisville, uh, has been giving uh, the university a ton of love on social media at almost every turn, but he is back on campus along with Isaac Brown. Uh, so the two commitments in the 2024 class were on campus this past weekend for Louisville. However, they didn't come alone. They brought some friends with them. Um, some of these players we've talked about on this show before, and I think that that's one of the reasons why, you know, I've, I've had people ask me, why do you talk about individual offers? Chances are these players aren't going to make their way back onto campus or they're not going to commit to the school. I get that. Um, but like I mentioned, this is going to be a very informative or a show that takes a very informative approach. And I talk about those offers for situations like this. In previous episodes, we've talked about Daylon Russell. We've talked about Jose Leon. Um, granted, you may need a refresher, and you might not necessarily remember um, those players that you know that closely because we talk about a lot of names, and um, it's hard to remember all these names. But um, at least you've heard them before. Um, so. One of the trends, Capers and Isaac Brown brought a handful of players from the South Florida area onto campus, a couple that Louisville had offered, a couple that whose names we hadn't talked about before on this show. Uh, we talked about Dalen Russell and Jose Leon. Uh, they headlined that group. Uh, Russell ranked just outside of the top 900, 900 first best player in the country. According to the 24-7 Sports Composite, uh, plays for Columbus High School, as does uh, Jose Leon. A three-star defensive lineman, six foot one, two hundred thirty-five pounds. Um, 
We'll probably have to add weight to be more of a uh, defensive lineman on the interior. But uh, was the uh, Florida, I think it was 4A player of the year, uh, Miami-Dade defensive player of the year in a district that included Dylan Stevenson, um, TJ Capers, and a couple of other players. Um, fantastic season this past year, 84 tackles, 13 of those were for a loss, 10 sacks, 8 quarterback hurries, and 3 forced fumbles. Uh, to get him on campus is huge, and he um, got a... I believe he got a um, future cast on rivals for Louisville. So um, I think he cut his list as well. Louisville was included in that list. So that's something uh, to focus on here in this recruitment. Um, Moving on along, Jose Leon, a player that um, sort of like, um, like Dalen Russell has been overlooked a little bit, ranked just outside of the top 900 or just inside of the top 1,000, uh, 992nd best player in the country, five foot 10, 160-pound wide receiver, plays for Columbus, um, has that offer from Louisville, but also has some other Power 5 offers um, from Wake Forest, uh, from Central Florida, and from West Virginia. So not a ton of Power 5 flavor in this recruitment so far, but nice to get um, Leon on campus as well. Um you know, because at the end of the day, I think one way that you can make sure that you put yourself in a good position to uh, keep some of these highly rated prospects when it comes down to signing day is going out and getting some of their talented teammates or talented friends um, that they're friends with that um, you know, makes them feel a bit more comfortable leaving home and going 12 hours away. Um, I think that that's one thing that we often overlook. Sometimes players don't like to leave home, and I'm not saying that that's the case with Capers or Isaac Brown or uh, a handful of recruits, but sometimes that's the case as well. Sometimes players like to stay closer to home. Um, You get homesick a little bit. You get cold feet. You uh, decide to um, reopen your recruitment because you're having second thoughts. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying that it has happened before in the past. So being able to see Louisville uh, going after some more highly rated players in the state of Florida, more specifically in that Sunshine area down south, um, South Florida, Dade County, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, um, you know, so on and so forth. Um, I, I like this trend. I like that Wolf was going after the teammates of TJ Capers because I, I think that, you know, we've heard over and over that Wolf is going to look to continue that, you know, 305 to the Ville uh, trend like they did with the Cali to the Ville in the 2023 recruiting cycle. So I'm interested to see who's going to be the next Florida recruits to commit, and, and I'm interested to see the total number of Florida recruits that end up committing for this cycle in general. But that's something we likely won't see until further down the road. Another player that we hadn't talked about, um, actually once at all, is Benjamin Blackburn. Um, we've seen Louisville go after a handful of tight ends. Um, obviously, it makes a lot of sense. You got Jamar Johnson in last year's class, but you need to revamp that room. You need to improve that room, um, bring more pass catchers into that position, and just overall increase the numbers. We've had some turnover at the position, and Louisville ha- has to address it. I wouldn't be surprised to see them take two tight ends in this class. Um, Benjamin Blackburn, uh, six foot six, two 230-pound um, native of Miami who plays for you guessed it, 
Columbus High School with TJ Capers, 1,094th best player according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, 53rd best tight end, 138th best player in the state of Florida. Not a ton of big-time offers at the moment. In fact, I'm not even sure if he holds an offer from Louisville yet. It's not on any of the recruiting sites, but holds offers from Duke, Boston College, Georgia Tech, Indiana, Illinois, um, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Central Florida, Virginia, West Virginia, Rutgers, so on and so forth. So it's not like he's a completely unknown in the uh, Power 5 stratosphere, but has yet to get those truly elite big-time offers yet. So I'm interested to see, is this going to be a recruitment that Louisville tries to get into seriously? Is he a player that Louisville looks to go after in the 2024 class? It may be, with um, you know the program probably going after two tight ends in this respective class. So I'm interested to see um, over the next couple of days, does Louisville extend that offer? Um, and that's going to be sort of a telltale sign with him fresh off of a visit. Is Louisville going to look into offering Blackburn? But overall, I think that um, it's nice to see two commits back on campus on unofficial visits for spring ball to be around the coaching staff. Jose Leon said he loved the uh, new coaching staff, the love that the coaching staff was showing the recruits and everything. So I'm excited there. I like that um, not only did Capers and Brown make it back to campus, but I also love that they brought some friends. Um, you know, Isaac Brown to be able to mesh with some of those guys, mesh with TJ Capers and vice versa, but also, um, you know, some teammates of TJ Capers who played for a Columbus team that was very, very good down in the South Florida area. So that's one thing that I look at here and I wonder how serious, and we already know seriously, but how serious is um, Louisville going to get involved in this recruitment or in these recruitments? So I'm very, very excited to see the, um, to see how that um, all unfolds here for Louisville. So, um, but like I said, a lot more to talk about about this past weekend. There were a bunch of other four stars. We're going to talk about four of them on the next segment of the show after we talk about our friends over at Built. The Built March Madness bracket, it's here. You still have some time um, till the end of March. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and it's now time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite. I'll be voting for the Cookies and Cream Bar. Uh, that's my favorite. Has been, always will be, until they create another extravagant flavor. When you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entering into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one locked-on fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Belt to have built best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You have to try a built. It has the protein um, components of a protein bar and the healthy, um, tasty, or I'm sorry, the tasty benefits of a candy bar. Um, while you still can, through the end of the month, run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick right at BuiltMarchMadness.com. Okay, I know that it might be a little overwhelming, but we're going to talk about four players that made it to campus this past weekend for the Louisville football program. Like I mentioned, very, very solid weekend for this program and a ton of highly um, rated 
high-profile recruits, highly touted, made their way onto campus from all over the United States, beginning with Cameron Beavers, six foot three, three hundred and five pound defensive lineman from Bay Springs, Mississippi. This was a player that we have talked about uh, on a previous episode. Currently has a crystal ball projection to Ole Miss. Um, Mississippi State, obviously in the mix here as well, has offers from Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Miami, South Carolina, Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, so on and so forth. Needless to say, Beavers is a truly elite prospect, rated as the 119th best player in the country, according to the 24-7 sports composite, 14th best defensive lineman, and third best player from the state of Mississippi. It's going to not only be hard to take him out of the um, the SEC and the Big 12, but also out of the state of Mississippi in general. Mississippi and Mississippi State are going to try to go hand-in-hand hand for this recruitment. Beavers, it's going to be a very, very um, uh, battle-tested recruitment for Louisville. Um, if Louisville wants to get into the mix seriously, they have to really, really um, um, you know, go out, go above and beyond in this recruitment. Um, I like that he's on campus. Uh, one thing, like I mentioned last week, I wouldn't look too much into it because players, what they're doing right now is they're going to visit a lot of schools in the spring, going to see a lot of spring practices uh, in a short amount of time. They're going to just see what's out there. So I wouldn't put too much significance in it. But make no mistake about it. It's also something that you can't overlook. You can't um, undersell because it is significant in its nature. It's that a player is back on campus on their own budget. So uh, Beavers is honestly like a top three player, in my opinion, on the prospect wish list for the Flyville 24 class. He is an absolute game changer on the interior defensive line. So I'm very excited to see if Louisville can get into the mix on this one. Seriously, another four-star, D'Angelo Barber at a position of need from Pinson, Alabama, Clay Chalkville High School, which I believe is where Caleb Johnson came from, the quarterback uh, for Louisville. A four-star prospect from Alabama, um, rated a four-star on on three and on rivals. Um, three-star on 24-7 sports and is not even rated on ESPN. That's wild. Um, but is um, a lot of the projections right now 95% in favor of Auburn. Um, that's something to look at. Alabama has offered Tennessee, Louisville, Arkansas, Mississippi, so on and so forth. Um, Barber being like, being back on campus is big time. Um, on on three, he is, uh, like I said, a four-star rival. He's a four-star on the industry ranking. He's the 413th best player in the country, but I would expect that to go up when the um, ESPN rating comes through. But six-foot, 221-pound linebacker. Plays at a position of need here for Louisville. So uh, Barber is a player that, um, yeah, I think that it's going to be another recruitment where when you're trying to go out and get these elite prospects, you have to understand, you know, you're going up against the big dogs in the country. You're going up against the SEC powers. You're going up against some solid Big 12, Big 10 schools, ACC schools that you're going to have to really, really um, you know, put your best foot forward and try to, to get ahead in this recruitment early on. And it's going to be tough with players like Cameron Beavers and, um, you know, like D'Angelo Barber. So I think that this is another recruitment that if Louisville can get another visit, can get an official visit, that's something to look forward to here. Uh, but at this point in time, it seems like the Cardinals are on the outside looking in. Um, moving right on along, Jaden Ball from Decatur, Georgia. 
2024 four-star, according to Rivals. Um, future projection is for Tennessee, but has offers from Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Louisville, so on and so forth. Um, Memphis, Miami, Michigan, South Carolina, South Florida, Texas, um, so on and so forth. An athlete that plays all over the field. Um, we're talking about wide receiver, quarterback, defensive back, linebacker. Um, I think would probably project as a receiver at the next level. Um, six foot two, 197 pound. Uh, player from Columbia High School in the Decatur area, a player that, or I'm sorry, an area that Jeff Brom and company have sort of prioritized early on in the calendar year of 2023, trying to recruit the state of Georgia, trying to recruit that um, Atlanta area and the surrounding counties, surrounding towns. So, um, like I said, another prospect that Tennessee is an interesting one here. You have to understand Knoxville, probably about what, Two and a half to three hours away from the uh, from the Atlanta Metro, so Decatur, I think is I think Decatur southeast of Atlanta. I think it's uh, southeast suburbs of Atlanta. Um, my sister lives in Atlanta, played for Georgia Tech softball, so uh, I've been to Atlanta a lot in the past uh, twelve to twenty four months. So I'm tr- trying to get a little bit more acclimated with the um, with the you know the the mapping and and how things are geographically. Um, so I think Decatur is southeast Georgia or southeast Atlanta, I should say. I could be definitely wrong, and I hope I'm not, but I could be. Um, but another recruitment, to get another four-star on campus, this is big time. And the other one that we're going to talk about in this segment, Noah Carter. He's from Peoria, Arizona. Ranked as a four-star according to On3, 218th best player in the country. Um, Arizona State, Iowa State have gotten um, – predictions on on three but has um offers from arizona texas um oregon state um a lot of teams out west um louisville uh let's see nevada doesn't seem like there's a ton of power five offers at the moment but still a player six foot three 220 pound uh star of centennial high school in that peoria area is a player that from my understanding has gotten um or has seen his stock rise a little bit in the respective recruiting class and recruiting cycle. So this is an interesting one to look at here if you're a Louisville. But, I mean, players from Mississippi, from Alabama, from Georgia, from Arizona, and we're going to talk about players from Michigan in the next segment, and we just talked about players from Miami. And I think that one thing about Jeff Brom and how this program has recruited um, over the past um you know, decade or so, it's been very regionalized. Um, we talk about pipelines, and rightfully so. I mean, we talk, especially with Jeff Braum, we talk about the local side of things and, and the local radius, the five-hour radius that he's going to go after. Um, trying to extend that Florida pipeline, trying to get into Georgia, to Texas, the recruiting hotbeds of the country, even into Missouri. But as we're seeing, and I think that this episode really epitomizes that, is that Jeff Brom doesn't give a damn where a player is from. He is recruiting the best in the country and leaving no stone unturned. And I'm not saying that previous staffs haven't done that. But it seems like this is becoming more evident in this coaching staff rather than the ones of you know the past because it seemed like that was more of a um, recruiting um, kind of a regional. Um, you know, like Scott Satterfield loved Georgia. He loved Florida. Um, you know, 
the southern parts of the United States, the Carolinas, especially North Carolina, something to focus on. So I think that, you know, seeing players all over the country from, and not only just players, you're talking about highly touted four-star prospects um, that are visiting this program from Arizona, from Mississippi, from Georgia, from Alabama. There's two more four-star prospects from Michigan that made their way onto campus. Um, Players that made their way onto campus from uh, you know South Florida, so on and so forth. So I think that this is a very interesting uh, phenomenon that we are seeing, and I'm very interested to see how much traction Louisville can get with some of these prospects. So um, w- without further ado, let's talk about the state of Michigan and how many players from Michigan made their way onto Louisville's campus. We'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. The tournament is Getting close to the final weekend, there's no better place to still get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Uh, that's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back uh, up to $1,000 if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today and claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net and more all on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use so don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join FanDuel today just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to join and sign up make every moment more with FanDuel okay heading into the final segment we kind of briefly mentioned that a handful of players from the state of Michigan made their way down onto campus I know that you know, from Makai Becton to uh, some other players from Michigan, uh, Des Fitzpatrick and company. Michigan has been a place that has been very good to Louisville over the years, uh, very sparsely. But uh, you're starting to see more and more players um, include Louisville in their list and um, that are being recruited by Louisville. And um, two four-stars, and, and there's some others to talk about as well, uh, but two four-stars in specifics, Jalen Todd and Nick Marsh. Uh, Todd's a four-star prospect from um, Southfield, Michigan, has a, a handful of offers. Is rated a four-star, but not a ton of big-time offers. I mean, he has offers from Michigan, Minnesota, Michigan State, Pittsburgh, Purdue, a lot of um, – you know, uh, obviously, uh, Tennessee as well, West Virginia, Wake Forest, a lot of Big Ten flavor, six foot one cornerback. Um, a lot of future casts are for Michigan currently, as it is tough to take some four star, highly rated prospects from the South out of the South. It's hard to take four star, highly rated prospects from the North out of the North, as it is from the West out of the West, so on and so forth, right? So I think Jalen Todd is a player that's going to be tough to take out of the state of Michigan. Um, Nick Marsh is the same way from River Rouge, Michigan, uh, four star wide receiver, 79th best player in the country, according to the 24 seven sports composite, 13th best wide receiver, six foot three, 195 pounds. Uh, Michigan state seems like the team to beat in this recruitment. Um, doesn't seemingly have an offer from Louisville yet, but I would assume that, that will not be the case, um, here in just a couple of days, but has a ton of big time offers, Kentucky, Georgia tech, Miami, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, Mississippi, Penn State, Syracuse, Tennessee, um, so on and so forth. Um, Auburn, Arkansas, Arizona State, um, you know, the list goes on. On top of those two players um, visiting onto campus, there's a handful of other guys that have made their way. Zachary Rogers um, from Franklin, Michigan, three-star prospect. Um, Xavier Bowman uh, from Southfield, Michigan, that plays for Southfield along um, the teammate of Jalen Todd. Uh, four-star 
cornerback. Uh, he just received an offer from Louisville. Um, moving on along, uh, Tashi Braceful, three-star wide receiver from, get this, Southfield, Michigan. Um, uh, Idris Cotton from Canton, Michigan, uh, interior offensive lineman, you know, so on and so forth. And then running back uh, Billy Robertson from Lake Orion, Michigan. So a handful of players from that state uh, have made their way onto campus this past weekend for Louisville. I think that that's one thing that I'm interested to see. Um, you know, I, I don't like to say that Louisville, look, they're creating a pipeline into insert area here because they're recruiting a lot of players from this area. Um, because to create a pipeline, you have to get commitments. You have to get uh, signees from that area, and Louisville currently does not have a commitment from the Michigan area. I'm interested to see, um, you know, with these highly rated players that Louisville has gotten onto campus, not only this weekend, but they've offered, they've had home in visits with, um, or in home visits with, um, I'm interested to see who schedules official visits. I think that you're laying the groundwork now to try to reap the benefits of this effort or these efforts in the summertime and at the end of the spring when you're likely going to see multiple players commit before their senior years of high school, respectively. So I'm interested to see how well Louisville is able to um, get into the mix with some of these prospects and um, if any pipelines can be created in Flyville 24. So. Um, a big weekend, uh, a little overwhelming talking about over 10 prospects. Uh, I know I didn't go into depth in a lot of these recruitments, but I wanted to at least talk about them. So, um, but Hey, thanks again for making locked on the Louisville your first listen every day for your second listen. Check out our brand new podcast, locked on college basketball experts, Isaac shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So that's going to wrap up this episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here really soon.